Hey, everybody, this is Jacqueline Kitzman, and I want to talk about the current events really quick before we jump into my fun episode that I did with my friend Ian, who's been on the podcast several times. We admire him. We enjoy him. And I'm so happy to have gotten him on the podcast. People have been asking for him to come back, and we hang out typically on Thursday nights, and I thought it would be fun to do an episode. And originally, it was supposed to be, I was going to do an episode with him for April Fool's, but then... um. And I think we talk about it a bit on the episode, but then the shooting at Covenant School here happened, and then it just never felt right to do something like, it never felt right to do something jokish. So instead, Ian and I just came on and we do what we do best, which is just improv shit. So I hope you enjoy the episode and enjoy having Ian back. He is one of my favorite people in the entire world, so... Um, But let's talk through, um, let's talk through current events. There's been quite a bit and, um, you know, so let's see here. First and foremost, I woke up this morning to news and I haven't seen this anywhere else on the news except a little article on CNN that came through on my phone around 1030 this morning. Um, But there was a mass shooting in, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, so I'm sorry, Alabama, especially if you're from there, Dadaville, Dadaville. Dadeville, Alabama, um, mass shooting left four people dead, others injured in downtown Dadeville, Dadeville, Alabama. There isn't a whole lot of other information. It happened just after 1030 um, Saturday. So this would have been yesterday then. And then there was apparently another shooting in Louisville, Kentucky as well, which is a different from the one that just happened. We and then, of course, there was the shooting at Old National Bank in Louisville. I listen, it's the the majority of the people who one listen to current events and don't just get forward to the tarot part. I'm sure we all have the same. We all have we all feel the same way about assault, assault style weapons. So I don't need to keep jumping on the soapbox. What I am going to say is instead of telling you about how fucking stupid it is that civilians have access to assault style weapons, I'm going to say this. Maybe any way we possibly can, whether it's bringing awareness to it, maybe it's putting money if we have extra money at this point in our lives towards legislation or groups that want to pass legislation for gun reform, whether that's protesting, whether that's advocating, whether that's donating to March for Our Lives, which is a student-led organization against gun violence, any of those things, right? Um, It is important that we actively do something to put an end to gun violence also i'm sure gabe will try to take out most of the coughs that i've got but please forgive me i've been having like we've all just been super sick my body is really weak and my asthma is having my asthma is asthmaing. so i apologize for the coughing you're hearing something needs to be done about assault style weapons it's it's long past overdue and people keep dying and it's an if it's not it's no longer an if it's a when we're going to be confronted with gun violence and it just shouldn't we shouldn't have to live this way. I also woke up this morning to the news that in Tennessee, our governor has put into effect a ban on of TikTok across college campus college campuses. This, of course, he will try to get rid of TikTok across the board. We'll see how that goes. I know that I believe it is Montana's governor tried to do this. Uh, put a ban um, on TikTok, and I don't think that that's actually constitutional. So it's going to have to go to the Supreme Court somewhere, but it doesn't 
it doesn't change the fact that the governor thought to himself, yes, ban TikTok. It's also passed. What else did Tennessee pass? Because it passed another fucking stupid thing. Oh, it also Greg, um, not Greg Abbott, Billy. I might have said Abbott earlier. I mean, Billy, please excuse me. My brain is mush. Um, Billy also signed. Greg Abbott is Texas's governor, but he's passing the same laws. Billy also put into effect a or signed a bill that would make it so that students can report their professors for teaching things that are offensive in quotations. Offensive means critical race theory, gender studies, pretty much anything that could be generally considered as woke. Um, That's a big problem because that's going to severely limit our education in state schools in Tennessee. This is not the only place that bills like this have been passed. Obviously, you know, DeSantis in Florida has passed very similar laws. Florida is kind of a leading example of fascism. And Tennessee seems to be saying, I love fascism. Us too. Keep your eyes on that. I believe Missouri has just put into effect a ban on gender affirming care for adults as well, unless they meet a whole bunch of impossible criteria. So essentially making it impossible for people in Missouri to find gender affirming care. What a fucking piece of shit that is. Dozens upon dozens of anti-transgender legislation being pushed across the U.S. It's incredibly problematic and sad. Please, please tell our tell the trans community, our trans brothers and sisters, how much we love them. Please be affirming to them. Please hold space for them. And please put your time, money, and energy, even if that is just advocating against these awful things where you can, if you can attend hearings, if you can attend protests, if you can put money towards the Trevor Project or anything, like all of that little energy that that, that does something. Money is currency. Energy is currency. And we can do something. Um, you know, we may not be able to change the laws or the hearts of people, but we can change, we can be loud and we can advocate and we can make it really fucking uncomfortable to be shitty and we should be making it fucking uncomfortable for people because this is the state of the u.s right there is still a women-led revolution happening in iran please keep your attention it's harder and harder to see anything about it in the news um this is why this is one of the things about tiktok that's so important is that we do have access to people's voices, especially for the people who have EPNs in Iran who are risking their lives to give us information. Unfortunately, I haven't seen anything recently. I've had to go looking. There's the war in Ukraine, and also there's a lot of turbulence happening in Taiwan right now where China has surrounded Taiwan and has been shooting missiles at specific targets in Taiwan. Now, this has happened before, but they're getting pretty aggressive. And we, the U.S. has said that if China were to invade Taiwan that the U.S. would help Taiwan. Um, they have not 110%. We will go to war with Taiwan, but they also have been implying that we would. So keep your eyes on tension happening between Taiwan and China. Um, that's an incredibly kind of scary thing that's happening over there. Um, not to mention the entire war with Ukraine. Putin has also stopped com- communicating any of its nuclear plans to the U.S. in any capacity, which isn't really a surprise. Um, But Putin has already said that he's planning on moving nuclear weapons and storing them in Belarus. Does that mean Putin's going to use nuclear weapons? No, probably not. It's mutually assured destruction. So don't panic. But it is a really disturbing power play. And it is a really shitty thing to do. And it does imply that Putin is planning on amping up his his war tactics in Ukraine and potentially Moldova, which is a problem because Moldova is a fucking free country as well. I know that this current current event section is long. I know that it's not everybody's favorite. I really appreciate the people. Um, actually, someone reached out to me 
um, I believe last night, and I haven't responded yet about the fact that they really do appreciate the current event section. And that makes me feel very happy because it is literally, it is the least I can do. Like, literally, it's the least I can do to pay attention and just talk about it. It doesn't take anything from me. It just, it adds something to people who need to hear it, and it informs people in a way, and it's literally the bare minimum of things I can do, and it drives me nuts that people don't, like, the bare minimum you can do is listen to it, and for the people that get it, I appreciate you so much, and for the people that don't, I hope that you have some empathy and some understanding about why I feel it's important and why it's a huge part of my podcast. We should not have to live every week where current events are someone's been fucking gunned down because they went to the bank or somebody's been shot because they went to school or somebody is dead simply because they were walking downtown at the wrong time. Another thing that happened in Nashville is that a pregnant woman went to a Walgreens and was accused of shoplifting a pregnant woman and she went to her car and then she was shot. At, well, she she was approached by a Walgreens employee and then she maced him because he was aggressive. And then he shot her like eight times. And the baby and her are fine, stable. They're not fine. They were shot. She had a C-section, delivered the baby early. Both mom and baby are stable. But it is like literally like a Walgreens employee just gunned down a pregnant woman who was. Sh and like, here's the deal. If a pregnant, specifically a pregnant person is shoplifting. They probably need whatever they're taking because this is end stage capitalism in the world that we live in. They need what they're taking. People shoplift for a lot of reasons, but one of those reasons sometimes is that they genuinely need the thing to eat, to survive. And it's mind blowing, the lack of empathy. Anyway, I'm happy that this woman and her baby are stable, but it is an incredibly sad situation. And this is just the world we live in. So, Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy. Oh, and the other thing is that Ian and I in this episode talk about the Tennessee Three. Um, these are the three um, state representatives who were attempted to be ousted by the Speaker Speaker Sexton of the Tennessee House of Representatives. Um, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were voted out because they are two black men. Justin Jones is my representative here in Antioch. Ian and I talk about that in the episode. Um, they were both put back in by um, special counsels, and then they will have to rewin their special elections, but they will. Anyway, they are back. Gloria Johnson is the third of the Tennessee Three. She was saved from expulsion by one vote, and it's if you listen to her in interviews, she says it very clearly. She was not expelled because she's white. They were advocating with their constituents against and for gun reform. But Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were reinstated into their seats. They have access back to the House. And of course, they're being treated very poorly by all the people there. But um, as a little bit of news to alleviate some of that stress, um, somebody on Twitter said, hey, Republican Representative House of Tennessee, if y'all don't start getting your fucking shit together, I'm going to release a bunch of information about your mistresses. And then they did. And then they released a bunch of information about um, Representative Sexton's mistress, who happens to be the wife of the speaker of Billy's, my governor's house, and who's uh, friends with or sister to, I think, like some other Republican's wife. And it is just like it's a big, incestuous, messy little bit of drama that is incredibly sad for all involved. So sad for us that these are our fucking representatives. But also just like, ha, 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 fuck you guys. Just a little bit of levity for you at the end of what is an incredibly heavy current events section. But if you've been feeling heavy, if you've been feeling weighed down, if you've been feeling blah or a little frazzled, 
it is because of the collective. And that is why this section is so important, because if you can't understand the collective, then reading for yourself or reading for others or understanding why you feel bleh outside of like your own personal stuff, um, it's important to have this information if you need that for current events to be relevant in your life in any way. All right, bye. Have fun listening to me and Ian. Hello, cool cats and dogs. Why did I make you animals, you say? Because I am your new god and welcome to the new podcast called Animalism. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ian DePriest, and you can't control anything anymore because the world is on fire! <laughs> I'm... Hi! <laughs> I'm obsessed <laughs> with everything that I, I like it's very listen it's very rare that I'm actually speechless <laughs> you said go we had a we had this is the second take and the first take was very different and I didn't know what I was doing the first doing. take was somewhat professional and this one was just this, like you turned everyone I, into animals <laughs> I lost my mind <laughs> because, anyway hello <laughs> Ian's Ian's here I'm back <laughs> so originally let's let's tell the story how it usually plays out and this yeah. is what being friends with me is like and anybody who try who has who is friends with me knows this to be true but yes. you especially yeah as the bestest of the my bestest the bestestest of my Aha. besties um it is that i said to ian two thursdays ago you should come over yes and no it was last thursday you were supposed to come over and yes. we were gonna do an april fool's episode and then i said i'm so sorry i need a break i need to come to your house and you said okay and then i said but you can come over tuesday and then yeah. we'll record the episode and we'll put it out and it'll be close enough yeah and then tuesday came and i said i forgot no it was sunday yeah it was sunday it was Sunday, the day, like April the Fools. The day after April Fools. Yes, but still, you were going to come over. And yep. then I said, I for, you called, said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm making snickerdoodles. And you said, what? And I said, what are you doing? And you said, am I coming am I over? Coming over today to do podcasts? And I said, no. Okay. And I said, okay. And I said, but you will come over this Thursday. Yes. I, and then you, we will do it. And, and then I this said, Thursday yes. came... And you're here. I'm here. And but, then you said, do you want to start it off and make it I gave you zero funny? prep time. And I said, I would like to, but I'm also terrified. And we did a little bit. And we di- but we did it. You did we so did good. We did it. And we then, did it so good. Yeah. I, it was, I could not have, listen, there is no way that I could have anticipated where you were going to go I, with th- any I of that. I was not anticipating and anything. I regret nothing. It was, <laughs> it was perfect. This is Awakened tarot yes this is previously this is the podcast previously known as awakened tarot yes gabe insert the music (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'll have i'll see if gabe can do a little ditty to start off a little a little you need your own theme for when you come on do you understand that you have fans guys do i have fans you have fans you have people that when is ian coming back we love ian i'm offended it's my podcast (laughs) (laughs) what do you yes ian is great i'm the spinoff ian is wonderful (laughs) 
Um, so anyway, I think what I'm going to do in the future is whenever I'm just like, I've fucking had it. I've just had it. I'm yeah. going to be like, you guys get fucking Ian. Yeah. You can have him. And, and then you like, can talk to the people. Oh, I am your God. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> can proclaim you dominion overall. <laughs> yep. <You> can... <laughs> I just love, I give you the freedom to do fucking anything. Like hypothetically yeah. in your first instinct, you who hates animals, <laughs> I turn you all Listen into my, them. what the, what in the Dionysus. I just... <laughs> I don't hate animals. I'm trying to heal my inner inner. Your inner my I'm inner trying to child. Heal my inner child. I'm trying to heal my inner child and love them, and I do care about them. Just slowly. Just like I will never forget. We have we told the story on the podcast. Probably. About, we're gonna Probably. tell it again. <laughs> Guess what? You get it again because it's my favorite surprise. It was years ago. You were coming over when I lived on Elm Street, yes. and I was before Gabe and I were married. Before we had. Um, a baby, obviously, but we did have Rue, and Rue has loved you yes. more than anyone yes. since day one. This dog adores you, she does. and you don't like dogs. <laughs> I I like dogs. I love them. I know you I have just, trauma. I know. I just it's just a while. It just takes me a while to like heal it and like I let know. it go. But you come in, and Rue is all over you, yeah. all over you, and you look at her, and you say. Dog, get off of me! And I look at you, and I'm you, and you have not said you didn't even say hello to me. You just no. walked in, texting, and you yelled at the dog. I said, "Ian, that's like my child. She like lives here." And you were like, yeah. "Got it, child? <laughs> get off of me!" And I was like, I couldn't even be mad. I was like, "Of course, that's the direction you went. It wasn't not yell at dog. It was straight." I got corrected. it. That's your child. I, I corrected. You did. You did perfectly. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I never know what's going to happen, but that's one of my favorite stories. You know, uh, to to try to um, explain the beginning, I really thought I was trying to be like a smooth jazz like are radio we, you, person. Oh yes, of, and, and it didn't go well. Do you know what happened? And I ran with it. <laughs> you know, it was great though. But do you know what it was? What it was when um they decided when the. I don't have any specific name for you, but there was a time in the 1930s when radio shows were a thing and the radio people thought it would just be fun to do like a fiction story where they only told you it was a fiction story at the very front. So if you joined the episode later, you were just like, and they were like, it's an alien invasion. We're all dying. You have to run. (laughs) It was like super Orwellian. And um, and then everybody thought the aliens were invading. (laughs) (laughs) It was me. It was me. I'm aliens. It was just him <laughs> healing his inner child. Inner child. Inner child. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> Listen, it's so perfect. I can't. I love it so much. So you and I yes. have zero plans. Zero. We came into this literally with nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. But it's beautiful. I feel like it's already going so well. It's going very well. It's going to be like 22 hours long. <laughs> We will. We have already told Gabe that we will try to keep it in Sorry. the length of a normal episode, Sorry, but that Gabe. if it needs to be two parts, then we'll put some of it on Patreon, yeah. and then we'll do like another. If we'll you just... want me, you gotta pay for the spicy money. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't, don't. Don't listen to me. Wait. That is not what I'm doing. <laughs> that on is Patreon. not what she's doing. I'm sorry. I have been misrepresenting my client. <laughs> you wouldn't know because you're not on Patreon. I'm not on Patreon. <laughs> my. <laughs> Never mind. That's so funny. Cut it out. You don't know what we're doing. Take it out. <laughs> Edit it out. It's so funny. No, we're leaving that in. It's okay. so great. 
But you are like the most supportive. Listen, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before either. Oh. But if I ever make merch, if I ever make merch, yeah. I'm going to make big T-shirts and they're just going to say, <laughs> it's going to say on the front, tarot or politics. Hmm. And then on the back, it's just going to say in big letters, nobody's ever going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever going to love you. Nobody's ever. Ian told me that very seriously a few months ago. I was like, like upset because someone messaged me something really mean about the podcast. They called me a bitchy housewife. And I was. What a compliment. I I am anything but a housewife. Bitchy. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Bitchy. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Take it to the bank. A housewife. I I haven't (laughs) done dishes in a week. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Pay me. Pay me. Fuck you. I'm all about. The late stage capitalism and trying to get all the monies. So yeah, you know what? Get as many monies. See, this is my theory. This is this is why I cheat at Monopoly, though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I never finished a game. <laughs> Even, I know we have a game going on on the Switch right now. It's not going finished. to be finished. Yes, it will. Yes, I, it will. Okay, one day. I will make you do it. Playing okay. Monopoly on the fucking Switch is my favorite thing ever. It is so relaxing to me. And I can't cheat. That's the one thing that's not relaxing. I personally believe that if you are playing Monopoly, a game based on bad business and the horribleness of capitalism, yeah. we should be we should be stealing from the bank. And if yes. all of you people are fucking dumb enough to make me the banker, yeah. then I'm slipping myself extra 500s. Listen, that's how okay. you beat Monopoly is like toxic Alexander capitalism. Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. We might get copywritten if we sing the whole song. <laughs> I don't actually... You, no. you sang the beginning notes, right? I did, yeah. yeah Alexander but then, Hamilton, we cut it there. Listen, the songs that I know in Hamilton by heart are Wait For It. Wait Because for Leslie it. Odom Jr., his voice gives me, like, the tinglies. Yes. I the love smoothest, it. The smoothest cat out there. The smoothest. You are really in <laughs> your 1930s jazz yes, era. <laughs> I'm bringing, I'm circling back to the first joke. <laughs> you gotta make it work. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but then I also know all of the songs. You'll be back. Oh. Soon you'll see that yes. eventually yeah. belong to me. Yeah, there you go. You'll be back. Okay, cut it. They might copyright us. Oh, sorry. I don't know. No, I feel That's like if Lin- all the professional I will be the first say. white person Lin-Manuel hires for that production. <laughs> I will be the first. In- <laughs> He'll say to himself, I need her. Wonderful. She's- One woman show. No, it's, it's just me playing all of the parts. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> all three sisters all, <laughs> all harmonizing at the same time i could do it you could i would be in the front row you would be the only one there <laughs> no yo, big side nobody's ever gonna love you oh yeah we have to get back to that story we started this and then is, we tangented i will that's listen i have adhd and you ha- are an enabler i am a <laughs> yes and improver <laughs> so this is a bad combo no it's the perfect <laughs> No, but you were packing for a trip while I was crying to you about somebody calling me a bitchy housewife. And you were you were like packing because you were going to like Italy. Probably. With Hayden. Yeah. And uh, so you're packing and you're very you're, like you're very serious because you need to leave really soon because it's like last minute packing. And yeah. you're trying to comfort me and you go, you know, Jackie, nobody's ever going to love you. <laughs> and I knew what you meant. Not everybody's going to love you. Yeah. But what I really loved <laughs> Even more than that is the idea that nobody is ever going to love me, so I should just do whatever the fuck I want. Isn't it freeing? The podcast? No, the advice. (laughs) (laughs) My 
Patreon is not <laughs> okay. Not not free. I but mean, this is podcast it, is free. Is it, isn't the the advice freeing? Doesn't it like oh, yeah. let you be who you just want to be now that you know nobody's ever gonna love you? <clears throat> Listen, so. I felt that was literally literally one, I think one of the things that is most healing to me in general, and it is how I deal with just my, my enormous cauldron of trauma, is that literally everything is funny. Yeah. Literally everything Snap, is so funny. Crackle, and I pop. think exactly, exactly what you said. <laughs> cereal. <laughs> it's so cereal. Um, I think that everything is funny. So... Are we recording? We are, yeah. Oh, hello! So we're back. We had a Welcome brief... Welcome to the... No, it didn't oh, start over. No. We just had to go... <laughs> so listen, what happened I is that... I was about to do take three. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't have to start over. <laughs> okay. No, it's t- it cut off in the middle of the story. Listen, it's... We don't... Listen, it, it is freeing. It, so, okay. What yeah. happened, guys, is that... The system had a thingy. It popped up. It said system overload. And then I had to go out and find Gabe. And then I brought Ian a cooler. Yeah. And I brought myself a little ice pack thing because yeah. it's really hot in this fucking place because Gabe put acoustic treatment all over it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like insulated and like it's like living inside a pillow fort. And then I came back in and I said, all we have to do is hit record. And then I didn't properly explain what was happening. Hit record. And then Ian was I was about to do take three. Ian was going to like, he was about to like turn you all into animals. No, I was going to say welcome to the mystical, magical land of Ian Dupree's circus. Oh, it's getting more. It's getting better each time, though. Yeah, I was. I I don't know which route I'm taking, but I was just thinking like Faye circus. If you ever want to have a bonus episode where it's just you. Fucking like me talking to no one. It's just like you just send me in like a little clip of you just like fucking like. Hello, ladies and I don't even gents. know. Just fucking My name is a little <laughs> Ambrosio. <laughs> Welcome like, to the circus. Oh, my God. Ambrosio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep it together. Um, okay. So did we want to just... So this is what I normally do when I don't... So my my sweet friend Christian made me an Excel spreadsheet of cards. Oh. Of cards I've done and cards I've not done. As you can sweet. tell, is so nice of her. I love it so much. But right now, I don't have it. So we have two options. We can. We can. Talk about the Three of Cups, which is a card that I pulled a couple weeks ago. And then instead of talking about it, I had an asthma attack and then didn't talk about it ever because then I had two interviews. Yeah. Or we can pull another card and literally just talk about whatever card that is and get your perspective on it. Oh, my goodness. I'm very, very scared. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Don't give me choice. My Gemini moon can't handle it. Okay. We're just going to pull a card and we're going to talk about it. Okay. And then everybody who is like the biggest Three of Cups fanatic in the world, it's like, God fucking damn Okay, it, fine. We'll fucking talk about the Three of Cups. Damn. We'll get to it, you guys. We'll get to it. No, I, I like to like when I'm doing interviews, specifically with you, I like to get your opinion on it um, oh, because okay. I taught you. So you'll just say everything I taught you to say. I beforehand. will just like double down and agree. You will yeah. literally just say, yeah, fucking whatever Jacqueline said. And I really appreciate yeah, that. As well. Subscribe, <laughs> like, comment. No, you this have, is unbiased opinions. This is actually my clever way of like telling people that you're open open for readings now. <laughs> oh, hello and welcome to my open reading channel. Oh my god. <laughs> you can't stop me anymore. Okay, we're talking about the tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, appropriate. <clears throat> So this is actually um, at the April Fool's part of the podcast is just now that the tower's here is just us talking about current events for another 2 hours and yes. 30 minutes. The tower. Here, look at this card. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, it threw it at me and now it's on the floor. Give me a second to pick it up. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry, Ian. Um, so <clears throat> I really did frisbee it at you. Oh, though. hello, tower. <laughs> so in the tower, it is 
um, it shows a, a tower. It's like a castle looking like tower with one window. It's got it's got struck by lightning and then it's on fire. Yeah. The crown of the tower is popping off the top. Yeah. And people have thrown themselves out the window and Ooh. fire is falling around like little embers. Yeah. Um, but it's not actually so actually those are yodes. They show up every so often specifically through the major arcana. And yodes, yodes what's up? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just really want to make Do you that even realize joke. do you know what a yode is? You're gonna, you're gonna feel it's really the insensitive. Of God, isn't it? It's like the word of like the word of God, or like yeah. touch God, touch something like that. Yeah, so that's essentially, why yodes, like, what's up? Oh my God! It's like you're right. Hello. Yod. It's what's like up? hello. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, yodes, what's up? <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and so the yodes falling kind of signify um, like things happening for a reason mm, of sorts. Yeah. Not to say I don't like to. I, I really think that it is not super healthy, and I don't think that it is very helpful to talk about bad things that happen and then mm. say, like, oh, it was meant to be, <clears throat> or mm. oh, it was fate, or yes. source planned it that way. I think yeah. that can be, like, really hurtful, and I don't believe that my theory on bad things happening is yeah. that sometimes you're a flower and somebody just picks you. Oh. There's no rhyme or reason. I died. <laughs> You get stored. Your dead corpse gets stored in somebody's well, living room. True, until but then I get dried out, hung upside down, and then used for rituals. Okay, I'm not seeing the problem here, okay. but keep going. <laughs> but I died. <laughs> but the point being that, like, you don't like the bad thing doesn't happen because like it's been fated to happen. It's just sometimes bad things. Yeah. Do you happen? And I think that the Yotes here are kind of saying, like, okay, hey, you know, like, this was an act of God, like, uh, or, you know, like, not an act of God. <clears throat> I mean, like... They said, what's up? He said, yo, what's up? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, uh, this was a really random fucking crazy thing that happened, but how can you use this to kind of, like, move yourself forward? Yeah. Like, how can you make this situation this awful thing? How can you do something with it? Like, a really good metaphor would be, like, a tree falling... And yes, like it sucks that a tree fell in your yard, but now you have years worth of firewood. <clears throat> like, yeah. yes, you have to put work into it. Yes, it sucks a tree fell, especially if it was like a tree that had like a swing and shit on it. But now you can like cut up your firewood and then store it. And it has it's been repurposed. Yeah. Um. So the tower falling, I think, it invites new purpose in. But it's also like a huge awakening of sorts yeah it's like if a tree fell in a forest and if there was nobody around did you even hear it make a did, sound did did you yeah well if we're if none of the mics are recording this podcast no we're talking, there was no sound made it was, did this or podcast was even there happen? it was like a schrodinger's tree it happened if somewhere <laughs> aliens picked it up we it, none we didn't record it but somewhere there are yeah. some really great extraterrestrials awesome. listening to one of the versions of your your openings yeah <laughs> i'm sure i'm said schrodinger's pronouncing it wrong i don't schrodinger's? know thank you you're welcome i was anytime. like i don't know how to spell it or say it it's but. german German. <laughs> so when you pull a tower, how do you like? Tell me about your experience with the tower. Okay, I feel like it's a very natural experience. Most of the time, when I pull the tower, the first feeling is like, "Oh fuck!" Um, Normal. It's a very like I feel like everyone's always triggered by the tower, um, and that's fine. Um, I haven't pulled the tower in a very long time. You I just will did. Say. I didn't pull it. No, you pulled, you, you pulled it us. and threw it to my I, face. I asked, what card does Ian need to talk about right now? Okay, then it's the tower. Then it's the tower. Then it's the tower. So you fuck know. you, you pulled it. 
<laughs> Technically, it was your fingers. Um, but it's fine. Okay. Uh, Schrodinger's Tower. Um, so, what I feel like I want to say right now, <laughs> this is very random. I'm sorry. Um, also, like the embo- I think the reason why it's here is because I feel like I'm. I'm in a tower, or I'm a tower that is crumbling down. Today has been a very kind of weird, heavy day for me. And as my natural defenses come up, I get funnier because that's how I respond to darkness. Yeah. Um, but it's also what keeps me going and makes me laugh because I think um, the hardest thing to kill in a human is hope. And I think you kind of always need hope to pull you along, to let you survive the darkest of times. And maybe that's the reason why, you know, I have the tower right now, because today has been kind of a crazy day in in Nashville, Tennessee, the Mm. whole entire um, the legislature um, that I voted for in my district was removed. Um, was expelled. Justin Jones. Justin Jones, yeah. <clears throat> was expelled mainly because he was standing up for gun reform. Um, and they, so, they accused him of doing that because he spoke, quote unquote, out of turn in the mm-hmm. House. Yeah. And that, again, was only brought to the forefront because they were already silencing them before. And no one was acknowledging them. Well, they were standing up for the high school children who had, <clears throat> excuse my asthma, he was standing up. He, Gloria Johnson, and Justin Pearson. And Justin Jones. And Justin Jones, yeah. yes. They were standing with their constituents and helping them be heard. Now, they were not supposed to speak out of, like, it was like a recess, or recess was ending, and they weren't supposed to speak. Mm-hmm. It was, like, just a few minutes, and they were standing with their constituents, but they got on a megaphone and, like, helped, like, set a chant, which, like, technically is against the rules, but you're literally dealing with people in this. So, people who are also sitting representatives for the state of Tennessee, a man named David Byrd, who is an openly admitted uh, child rapist. Oh, yeah. And a few years ago, he was sitting Mm -hmm. in the seat and Mm -hmm. refused to resign. And everybody knew that Mm -hmm. he had groomed children Mm -hmm. and left him on there. Another legislative or another another representative peed in another elected Mm -hmm. official's chair. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Justin Jones got fucking punched and his phone stolen Mm -hmm. on the fucking House floor. Mm -hmm. None of those people Mm -hmm. uh, faced any kind of pushback none of them faced any kind of threat to expel them um and gloria johnson Mm -hmm. did not get removed she was not expelled only the two black men only the two men of color were yep were expelled but um she was reprimanded because she was a white woman and they were trying to show power. She she did not get expelled by one vote, but essentially, like because she's white, she's a woman. Like she's not as dangerous as the two of the, and she's older. She's not as dangerous or perceived as dangerous or as relatable as the two men of color. Yeah, and Justin, Justin Jones, the representative of my district, is actually very young. I think he actually might be younger than me. You know, and he I'm is young. thirty, and like. It's just kind of ridiculous and talking about rules, like you said, like Mm -hmm. 
the 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 rule that they broke was speaking out of turn but to me it's like when people are bringing up rules if you aren't even following your own rules and then you decide to nitpick me and expel me for a specific rule that you suddenly want to decide to follow well they were the gonna, rules don't matter you could find a reason to and i believe gloria may have made this point or may, maybe it was one of the justins but essentially like one of them made the point that like we could expel anybody in here we could nitpick and semantics our way into expelling everybody in here the point is that who you're ganging up against and why yeah um because tennessee is a primarily republican state they have the majority here in tennessee you have not they were not the only three elected Democratic officials, but they were the most outspoken. Yes. And they were representing their constituents here. Um, So they're the ones that were expelled. Now, here's where the GOP is telling on themselves. And this is the tower talking about, you know, taking a bad, shitty, fucking awful thing that happened Mm -hmm. and then using it to kind of like make firewood and store firewood. Here's the deal now. The state. uh, So the government of Tennessee has a law that if you expel leaders or representatives mm-hmm. if they are expelled then you have a special election because you don't just leave those offices unfilled yeah. you bring people in yeah but so they're gonna win their special elections yeah they're gonna rewin. they won the first time they're gonna rewin because now um not only have you expelled these people who won a fairly elected democratic yes election yeah you also have people that you've now pushed to the national fucking stage yeah and if they win their special elections which they will there is a rule inside the in in the government of tennessee that says that if you win a um if you are expelled and you win your special election you cannot be voted out for expulsion again oh surprise surprise if justin jones and justin pearson yes win their special elections which likely they will Yes. If they choose to rerun, which I'm sure that they will. Yes. They can be as loud and speak out of turn and pee in anybody's chair they want to. <laughs> no. um, and nothing and they cannot be expelled again. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like when you're talking about the tower and you're looking at these shitty things that happened, should they have happened in the first place? No. No, they shouldn't have. Mm. Is it fucking awful and terrible and unfair and unjust and all of those things? It absolutely is. Yeah. <clears throat> so how do we make the firewood from it? You know... The the thing that we were talking about when you when you were talking about and describing the tower previously, yes yes, I had, tell me how right I am. I'm a musical <laughs> I'm a musical person, and so I associate things with a lot of songs. And if you listen to previous episodes, you probably heard me singing some of them. Um, the song somehow that's coming to my brain right now is Adele set fire to the rain. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you heard it. Go listen to it. I'm sure you've heard it. I don't but... know if you've heard it. <laughs> yeah, you, you mean know, the biggest song the in 2011? Indie, the Ian? indie artist Adele? Um, go listen to her song <laughs> oh, called Set Fire to the Rain. Um, and only say this because um, when you were speaking about yodes and I was looking at the how the yodes are kind of like painted and um, and you know illustrated on the card it looks like raindrops that are actually on fire yeah and why is that significant i think it's that whole entire song is about turning i i as a person have a lot of anger (laughs) sometimes i deal with anger anger is an emotion that i'm used to um and that has become kind of like a close companion and a friend that I've learned to walk with and use well instead of letting it like consume me, which is what I think sometimes the tower wants to do, what people feel initially, like the big destruction and falling apart of 
a huge fire burning on top of you and you are distraught and you may go through any stage of grief, you know, whether it's sadness or denial first or de uh, debating, Debate. <laughs> bargaining, uh, or for me, anger sometimes. I, I think it's um, using that anger to fuel you, using those emotions to rebuild a new tower, to rebuild something better, something that that will hold up for the entire of the entirety of your community and for yourself, if you were reading for yourself, like to make you into a better, stronger um, soul. And I was also recently um, talking to a, a teacher of mine, um, a different. Me. Uh, a voice okay. <laughs> I took voice lessons. I'm all of your teachers. You are all of my teachers. I was taking a voice lesson and, and they were talking, teaching me like dialects. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how the very first thing and the foundation of it all is like your breath. And how. Damn it. You, you I'm can, fucked. And how you can use your breath and the anger to like ground you and like move forward and use that energy and fire and breath to breathe life into something new. And so when I look at the tower now, I'm not distraught in the way of like, I'm so sad and depressed. I am, I am refueled to build something better that will bring more support to myself and everyone else around me. Yeah. So that's what mm. I feel when I see the tower. It's like, Okay, God's saying, yo, what's up? And I say, play Adele, set fire to the rain, Alexa, or whatever. You have to ask Alexa to do it first. You or, can't ask her to do it last. Okay. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Semantics. Yeah. Um, speaking out of turn, okay? Can I see the card really quick? Yeah, let me so, hand it to you nicely. Oh, that, well, that's so kind of you. You're I will welcome. not be returning the favor okay. when I give it back. Wonderful. Um, So I want to talk about some of the symbology of this card. I want to talk about how... Um, what the fuck is a crown? Like, what is this crown? So, oh, I, what is a crown? <laughs> what is a crown? So, I have one I in my really, tooth. I... <laughs> That's also a tower moment, by the way. If your tooth decides to have a root canal and you have to like get it broken down and rebuild, that's a fucking tower. Okay, don't tell me otherwise. No, it is. I had a filling recently, yeah. and that was like it hurts. They destroy your teeth. They put a crown on top. That's a new tower. I will have Metaphors. to tell you about. <laughs> them getting the needle stuck in my cheek later. I'll tell you that story okay, later. Okay, cool. Wonderful. It was like getting, it was like a fish. I understand. Like, I, I've never enjoyed fishing, but I really like understand fishing now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Bonus content. Patreon. Join the Patreon. <laughs> oh my God. Only, I don't ever tell people that. I have like a weird thing about like, I mean, like, you know, like I never want it to be like, I never want this to ever feel like a cash grab in any capacity, but yeah. also like Patreon is super fun. So anyway, <clears throat> let's stop here. Oh my God. I have like, I literally got so anxious even saying that. So I want to talk about a couple different things. Okay. Um, one, the, the crown on the tower signifies actually the top of the tower. Mm. Um, it's not like somebody's crown that got thrown off. It is some, it is the actual top, like the head of the yeah. tower insinuating that people who live in this tower, uh, are of high importance and or love a roof 
or love a roof. But they're really <laughs> dealing with it's really dealing with like ego here, mm, yeah. like in 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 and our heads. Yeah. So a lot of times when we pull the tower, we have all of this panic because something in our life is going to crumble apart, and it very rarely has anything to actually do with what's happening out around you. It has mm. everything to do with how you are perceiving something changing in your head. Yeah. Um, that could cause things to kind of crumble. Like if you were a really good example is if like you are in like a friendship that just always feels really like one sided or really difficult or not or it feels very toxic. And one day you kind of wake up and you have this realization of like, wow, I really do not need to be in a relationship or a friendship with this person who's treating me this way. Yeah. And then you're no longer friends with that person and it kind of falls apart or maybe like you have an argument or you have words and then it's finally there's closure and it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, like you did have something physical kind of crumble and have a tower moment, yeah. but it didn't happen because you pulled the tower card. It happened because something internally you're perceiving something different. So essentially the idea of the tower and this crown pop off, right, mm-hmm. is that your mentality about something has to change before you can actively change the thing physically around you. So, you know, even looking at this, this has been kind of a political episode, but even looking at it like Democrats are not trying to wake up Democrats and Democrats and progressives are not trying to get Republicans to switch sides. We want them to. We're advocating and we're sharing because we need people who have never cared about politics or who are very centrist to like. Mm-hmm. W- wake up like mm-hmm. we're you know you're talking to the people who oh my vote doesn't count so i don't vote even though and voting is a privilege because mm-hmm. voter suppression is so rampant but you know when you're talking about working with the tower and working with politics like this episode we've talked about yeah. um you have to get someone's perception to change before you can actually see the results of it. So is the results of the tower always bad? No, I've had a really beautiful relationship with the tower and that there have been so many moments where my perception on something changed and I stopped seeing things as like, oh, this is a fucking awful, terrible thing that's happened. Yeah. Because I'm a pessimist. Like, if there's one thing about me, it's that that glass is fucking empty. Yeah. And it's always going to be empty. And <laughs> I I mean, like, you know this about me. Like, every, how many times have you called me? Because you are so sweet and you call me and you say, how are you? And then I am like, today has been the worst day ever. And it's 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's 9 a.m. And I'm like, it's okay. Everything will be fine. Nobody's ever going to love you. Nobody's um, ever going to love you. Nobody's ever going to love you, No, but I mean, like, and you're so sweet to me because I really do put you through it. But um, no, the point don't. being, like, it, it's my perception change. Like, the tower has really helped me be like, I, oh, actually, like, when I was going through my postpartum depression and anxiety, and it was really, really, really mm-hmm. bad. And I was like... I can't do this. I'm what if I'm like my mm. mother, like, mm. and then I had this perception change of like you having these worries, mm-hmm. you worrying that you're like, you're, that means you're not. And mm-hmm. this is not a tower. This is not a crumbled tower. Mm-hmm. You need to also. Yes. Listen, if you're okay, if you had a tower moment, What's a podcast, listen, <laughs> listen. It's the only verb they can do to interact. <laughs> listen, listen closer. See, taste. Listen closer. Imagine I'm going to paint you a beautiful word Touch. picture. <laughs> so listen. imagine. Like, listen. We are. 
Imagine yourself, you have a beautiful home on a mansion on top of a hill, and you build this wonderful tower that has a, a gold and uh, you know embroidery and, and encrusting on the top. And one day the lightning struck it and the tower fell down, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna build it back up again. So you build it back up, and the same fucking storm comes around and it strikes you again. Listen, I'm not a meteorologist. This is a so Monty don't, Python don't skit. Me. So, <laughs> so don't so quote me. So I put that me. castle to swamp and it sank into the mud. So then I built that castle again and it sank into the mud. But no, it's I. The point that I'm trying to make through a ridiculous yes. Monty Python joke is that <clears throat> if without uh, to your point of like changing perspective changing your ego or letting your ego fall and go so that you can build something new is that if you build the same fucking tower with the same fucking ego crown it's gonna get struck again and then it's gonna everyone, fall into the swamp yeah and everyone's <laughs> gonna be like but like i already had a tower why is it coming back to me again i made you all whiny i'm so sorry but not um <laughs> But it's like you did the you did the same. You didn't change. You used all the same materials. You didn't change anything. You didn't change your location. And I and that's like a thing when I talk about the tower too. And I'm teaching it. I'm like, listen, if you want to avoid a tower situation, you need to build your tower on like stone and not sand. Mm. You need to build it somewhere where it's going to stay. That's a biblical parable. You have to forgive me, my grandfather. They made a nursery rhyme. Something, something, house upon the rock or whatever. I don't know. I'm sorry, but you can't. You you said three words. (laughs) Listen. Listen to me again. Listen very closely. I was raised Christian and I know there is a Christian nursery rhyme out there talking about like building house upon the rock. You're right. You're right. But you had three words. And the rains came tumbling down and it washed the house away or something like that. Okay. Exactly those words. Exactly. (laughs) I fucking Um, so yeah like you're but you're so right like how many times have you know how many times have we done readings for people who are like I'm still having the same issue or how many times have I personally been like I cannot believe I'm going through this again like I used to have a really hard time um, like uh, like um, with family right Mm. like and I kept trying to like reform this relationship reform or make it be better but then it was always the same results always Mm. the same results and I finally like realized listen like this is affecting my mental health this is not toxic this is me giving away it's me popping my own crown off my tower because I keep trying I know (laughs) because it's me I keep trying to make this thing work and it's and it's just me holding it together. And the second that I need someone else to kind of hold it together, yeah, this person, they literally can't. And so it keeps falling. Yeah. So if I if I want something to change, sometimes that perspective is you have to be the one that has that change and makes that decision, or you're never going to get away from the tower. Yeah. Is it is is the tower always fun? No. No. I don't is think the tower so. always terrible? No. I've had really great experiences. Yeah, in in the tower, um, and they're always it, freeing. Yeah, it's like the Tower of Terror. I've never been on the Tower of Terror. I don't really like roller coasters, but I hear it's a fun ride. So, <laughs> but but I, but I even mean like I even mean like going through a tower always always feels better, even if the thing that went away was something you really thought you wanted. Like, mm. um, I was in a relationship with somebody for uh, um like a couple years. And I thought that I thought I wanted to be with that person. Yeah. And they were bad. Yeah. But I thought that that's what I wanted. I was like, I'm never going to love this way again. I this is a once in a blah, blah, blah. And then I realized they were making me sicker, encouraging my eating disorder. They were not great to me. I moved away. And 
I got a perspective change and I was like, oh, um, I am so glad that this thing did not work out. Yeah. I'm so glad that this didn't work out because I kept trying to make it work with this person. Mm -hmm. I kept going back two years. I went back. I changed everything about myself. Mm -hmm. It was never going to work. I moved here. I got away. My perspective changed. I healed a little bit. And then I met Gabe and he's fine. And he's fine. <laughs> and he's fine. He's somewhere. He's in the, he's he we he's vacuuming he's cleaning. my floor. Well, it's his, his parents are coming, so that's yeah. on. Clean time. Clean time. Spring I did cleaning. I cleaned all of Evie's room. My point the point being is that like when you're in a the, I'm like refocusing myself. The point being that when you're in the tower, it's not always a bad situation. You always feel better, and that's why you leave the tower and you go into the star. Does the star mean that everything is fixed and everything is together? No, no. It, it doesn't, but it is like a catharsis it is healing it is healing it is asking you to you know reground yourself there is a reason why the person being in the star is like you know on land and water and pouring mm-hmm. water out to feel the earth again to mm-hmm. feel your yourself grounded again because you've been living in a fucking like stone tower that you never leave your house well, at all. I'm projecting. It's fine. And I, then, really, I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, don't no, talk no, about my agoraphobia. I, no, it's me. It's me. The I, microphone. I don't leave my house. And so sometimes I need to force myself to go outside and step <laughs> in the earth to be like, oh, this is what earth is. <laughs> this is grass. You like literally have to touch grass. But that's it. Yeah. That, that's a good point. Like leaving your leaving your home or having to leave somewhere you thought you were making your home mm-hmm. like and and then ending up in the star which is a north star it's the guiding light towards home yes it's that thing that frees yes. you it's a compass so yeah. that thing that you may have thought was home that relationship that marriage that job that thing that you were you thought you were going to be committed to and it feels a little foolish you have the you know your perspective changes yeah and 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 that transition can be hard or it can be freeing or it can be exciting it always ends up in the star which is a getting light towards home Mm -hmm. it's always taking you where you need to be uh the tower's in the rebirth line and then we'll wrap up our talking on the tower but it's in the rebirth line for a reason it's not in the death line falling out of the tower is not supposed to signify some grand death you already did the dying thing this is about removing away any further debris and not even in a negative sense of like things have to crumble to get better but in a sense of like (laughs) to see what you're working with we gotta we gotta sweep sometimes we have to sweep up our floor sometimes we have to move stuff around it's all about our internal perspective and if things in your outside world happen to shift because of that perspective yeah then that's not the tower what happened in your brain is the tower yes so you can't conflate the two things yes exactly because it's like it's like spring cleaning sometimes i like to think about it because oh mainly because right now spring has sprung and it is a full moon and so it's very on the tippity top of my mind. And and you don't know what sh- shit you have until you've like dug up all of the things that were buried. And you're like, oh, my God, I found my broken MacBook Pro that I haven't gotten rid of from like two, five years ago. If you have ADHD and you struggle with object permanence, that's just literally every Saturday going through your closet. Exactly. You have a tower every Saturday. If it's Look not at in, you. If it's not in a doom pile, I've forgotten. Like That goes for all of the produce in my fridge. Uh, yeah. But no, it is. it very much is like remembering what you have, how to use it when you're looking at everything kind of in front of you. So I, I understand that, like, looking at the tower card, it's typically depicted, like, people yeeting themselves off a window or yeah. something crumbling apart or a sandcastle getting pushed down. And, like, it, it, 
it kind of invokes this fear in people because humans just as an evolutionary species, we don't like change. We avoid change because it means that we have to figure out a different way to survive. That's literally the tower. These people don't have a tower, so they threw themselves out the window, but they're not landing on the jagged rocks. They're going over it and they're going to land where the star is. Yeah, they're gonna land on that on that little beautiful place, um, and that and that's the evolution, right? It's uh, when we give in to change, when we kind of move with change, um, yeah. then we avoid looking like the really white old men trying to ban TikTok. <laughs> if I have TikTok and I connect it to my does Wi-Fi, my does machine? TikTok? Does TikTok kill me? <laughs> look up porn. <laughs> Listen, like you also said that in a very nice way because I truly thought you were gonna say like those people are gonna land in like some crater. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna threaten any of the Congress people who couldn't figure out how to use their <laughs> Wi-Fi networks. <laughs> but I am saying like it change helps us move forward. It helps us adapt. It yes. helps us be different. And we're so afraid of it because we're very binary. We're very binary thinkers, right? Like yes, we. We think that like the tower is a really good example for democracy right now in the U.S. or for like capitalism, right? Like we can keep trying to fucking make capitalism work because that's all we've ever known as a country. And at one point it worked really well. But we know that capitalism does not work. We're in end stage capitalism right now. And we can keep trying to force capitalism to work, which we have been. But now you've got capitalism work. It's It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Thank you. Catch the reference. I knew exactly (laughs) that. Your reference was so fetch. Thank you. You're welcome. No, but like we can keep forcing it. But what's going to happen is that entire generations of people can't afford to buy homes. You're going to end up with like a disproportionate pay, pay wage gap. um, And it's going to stop working. So the more you like close yourself off to change, the worst things are going to get. If you kind of like look at it and you're like, okay, like maybe this worked at this time with this amount of technology in this place. Mm. But now we're here. We need a different perspective on how to change things. Yeah, It's not so much about like destroying Mm. what we've built it's about changing and adapting and being better but if we completely refuse yeah to be better or to evolutionize yeah then we're gonna die we're gonna we're literally yeah. gonna we're gonna starve to death we're gonna die oopsie poopsie i also oopsie, poopsie. <laughs> i want to say uh, one last thing yes it's like when you look at the tower, I feel like it's a multi-step process. Um, I feel explain, like explain to me your five-year okay, plan. Five-year plan <laughs> of the is, tower. This is business this is with the Ian. Five-year plan this of the is, tower. This is um, business with Ian who quit his job a few months ago. <laughs> yes, I literally. That was that was my Saturn return. That was your, that was your tower. <laughs> that was my tower. Um, but the, the the multi-step process that I'm trying to tell all of you about is. Um, I won't take your money, but Ian apparently is. <laughs> I'm trying to make capitalism work, apparently, um, oh, is, <laughs> is um, I think it's natural to fear first, I, because you were talking initially just now about how um, to let, like, as humans, we don't like change naturally, but it is also mm-hmm. our greatest gift because we're one of the most adaptable species. And I also think we have to remember that we naturally, as a species, an animal as part of the earth, it is a natural thing to fear. Yeah. Because your brain wants to keep you safe. It's a survival instinct that started at the dawn of time because we needed to live. You know? The first amoeba. The first <laughs> out amoeba. Of the ocean. <laughs> um, out of the tower ocean. It, but... it crawled out shrieking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the Lion King. Just kidding. Um... <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I, I, you just did the ha, and I was thinking jump, of Lion King. Then jump. I had it took me a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain. I told you, I'm. In that a, was whiplash. That, that was, was whiplash. What whiplash. Okay, this is why I'm saying I feel like I'm embodying the tower right now. It's because first it was fear, right? Multi-step program. First it was fear. <laughs> <laughs> trying to tie it together. First there was fear. Then it was Lion King. And then it was Lion King. <laughs> and then it was falling. And I think part of the multi-step program of the tower is that you kind of need to sit and feel your emotions for a while. I Speaking as a person that doesn't really know how to feel their emotions until, you know, very recently within the past few years, I'm a very, like, logical, calculative, brain-airy person that I, I <clears throat> in my therapy session sometimes... My therapist says, Ian, you say you know and you think a lot, but you never say how you feel. Oh, that's so good. And I want you to... <laughs> that's so funny because I always say I feel something and I never say that I'm thinking. Exactly. So this is why we <laughs> complement each other so well. And so I'm learning how to feel more. And I think part of the tower is feel. How do you feel? Yes, it is scary. Yes, we're frightened. Sit in the fear. And it's okay to fear for a <laughs> while. You are falling, but... Like, the fall is... It doesn't show, like, the deep, dark ground, does it? I don't think it does. It shows... So, the actual... The only danger from the falling is at the base of the tower. It's around the tower. They're falling nowhere near the rocks. Listen... We're in fantasy world. You can fall as far as you want, and you have Yodes guiding your way. And so, like... The fear is there when you, like, I'm going to make another weird metaphor to skydiving. Um, the fear is there when you jump out of the plane, but you got you got, you got your yodes on your back that's saying, what's up, that you can pull Side the parachute. Note. Gabe, Gabe, not you. <laughs> Gabe, not you. You cannot, he's not talking to you specifically. You cannot skydive. You can zoom in on Google Earth really, really fast. <laughs> but yes, don't go skydiving, Gabe. Um, to everyone else... <laughs> <laughs> like the multi-step program is that you feel the fear you sit in your feelings you feel them because feelings cannot be rationalized with they had to be they have to be heard and felt and once mm-hmm. you feel them you start to realize what you need and what you don't need and why you're here yes yes you feelings, have something to say how you feel is always the truth how you got to that feeling is where you where the lie might be mm-hmm. does that make sense so like what you think about something that might not be what's true how you feel about it is always the truth and i always like when gabe and i are having like a like an argument like mm-hmm. i've kind of gotten used to saying this may not be how you meant it or how it was intended but this is how i feel about it and how i feel about it is the truth of it for me so mm-hmm. let's talk that through and then i tell him and i want to hear the truth about how you feel about it and then we can talk about intentions. Yeah. Impact over yeah. intention. Yeah. And so I think the reason I was saying it's a multi-step program is because yes, yes. is because you this have is, to you This have is to, the part where you you say if you want to know if you what, want to know, you, more, to know you have to please, pay ten dollars. <laughs> please call me. You can me. Venmo me at Ian DePriest. <laughs> Send three separate payments of ninety nine ninety nine. I don't know what that means. Um, it means send you ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yep, exactly. Um, but I, I truly think it's like you have to feel your emotions, truly feel them, not cloud yourself with with all the other. Um, <clears throat> judgments or or defense mechanisms that your brain may try to have because fear in the brain can do very weird things but once you finally get to the core of the truth 
and sit in there, use those emotions to kind of help you embolden yourself mm-hmm. and and move forward and embolden your community. And then <clears throat> you can start to learn how to safely and softly land and know really the truth of like, oh, now I am grounded. I am stripped of these, the ego. I am stripped of all these mm-hmm. other things. I can see where I can go and where yes. I can rebuild. And it's going to, and that takes practice and I'm not anywhere near perfect no. at that. But like, I have this mantra cause I have extreme, like I have really bad executive dysfunction. And a lot of that is fueled by my anxiety, like for weird things. Like I went to a restaurant with a friend months ago, the last time I went to a restaurant and I called you panicked because I was going to have to drive there and yep. park. Yep. And it's like, so my anxiety does like really silly things. Like I joked about agoraphobia earlier, but like the farthest, like the only two places I've been by myself in months are your house <laughs> and work. Yeah. And that's just, I have genuine like issues with my anxiety. It's only gotten worse since I've had a baby. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that I've been working through with myself is like, yes, you're scared. Yes, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be scared about having to drive somewhere new. It's okay to be scared about parking. It's okay to be scared about going through a drive-through. It is like it's literally okay to have that anxiety. Yeah. You still have you have to do it scared. Yeah. You have to make that phone call scared. You have to make that appointment scared. And yeah. use your voice even if it shakes is something. Those two things do it scared and use your voice even if it shakes. Yeah. And those two things have been really empowering for me like in like little things like making calls when I need to or and it and and it's for me, right? Like yeah. um I this is so dumb, but like last Friday Evie was devastated because at my nanny family's house mm-hmm. they have balloons that she plays with. Yeah. And here she did not have a balloon and she kept saying to Gabe, I want boon, I want boon oh. and crying and I was like, Okay, if Gabe does not get her a balloon I am going to stop at the way home and I'm going to get her a balloon. And I had so much anxiety because I've never stopped anywhere on the way home from work before. And Mm. um, especially since COVID, COVID has made all of this like extremely worse for me. Yeah. I've never stopped anywhere, but I was like mentally preparing myself to be like, okay, you know where the grocery store is. You have been to the grocery store a thousand times. You know where the balloons are there. Yeah. You can do it. And then Gabe ended up getting a balloon, but I was like committed yeah. To going and getting a balloon for Evie. Yeah. Um, and that sounds super stupid to anybody it's who doesn't stupid. understand that my anxiety is like the most anxious anxiety it's that has ever anxietied. <laughs> but um, but it's little things like that that have helped me like work through that process. So you saying like you need to feel your things first is like so good because mm. you're not going to not be triggered when you see a card like this. Yeah. Mostly because the imagery that's been ingrained in our head is fire fire the but house is burning and the house i'm gonna is get burning. crashed but it, like the amount of times that like listen if the death card meant death we would have all we all would have I like would have physically died, died like times. so many times if the knight of cups meant you were gonna meet your soulmate i would have i would have i would so... have a plethora of knights oh on my, my god disposal. it would be like a harem in this house i would have been like bring <laughs> me my cups or bring me my tuesday night <laughs> And um, it's just not the case. Like so very often it's just talking about a shift in your perspective that Mm. is going to affect your external world, not even in a negative or crazy way, but sometimes even in a really positive way of, hey, anxiety is a thing and you're never going to not have anxiety because you have anxiety disorder and trauma, but you can do things and be scared. You can honor yeah. how you feel and do the thing. Yeah. And that is a perspective change that would shift your external workings. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
yeah, I think that's all I have to say on the tower. How about you, Ian? I think that's all I have to say, too. I think we did a wonderful job surmising We it. did. So good. High five. High five. Look at us. Oh, oh. I don't know if oh, I can shoot. high five. You're too um, far away. Boom. Okay, there we go. We did it. We um, did it. Ian, I love having you on this podcast, and I'm not exaggerating <laughs> when I tell you that I think you have more fans than me. No. The amount of... No, no stop. Because, like, literally, the listen, and I'm not even upset about it. They love you. People are like, when is Ian coming back on? We love Ian. Bring uh, Ian back. Stop. He's back. Stop hounding me about it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever gonna love me. <laughs> no one's ever gonna love me. <laughs> no, I am so appreciative. I love I'm sorry that it wasn't an April Fool's episode, okay. but I am always super excited to talk to you about literally pretty much everything. I mean, same. The feeling is very mutual. You As are <laughs> You my... decided. I decided This is you. This is me. You yeah. So I read tarot for you and yep. then you decided that this I, is my friend forever. You decided I'm going to make this person love me forever. I'm going to keep her. <laughs> you did. And protect forever and ever. Well, you did. And now, like. And now I will never let go. Oh, no. Now it's me. Uh, no, now, now it's I have, you. Okay. Now I'm like that little barnacle like on your shoulder that's like, Ian, please call me every day at nine and I'll tell you how crappy my morning was. Okay, Always. But- you know, there are, like, um, things in nature that are v- symbiotic with each other, and they yes. actually help each other. But I think that we are that. Well, I think we are that. I think it's called I symbiotic think... parasites, I... and yes, I would say. <laughs> you know, in the desert, there's a kind of tree that, like, gets hollowed out by the ants that live in the desert because okay, they need, like, the fine. water and the Great. thing. Am Which I the tree? Are you? are you the ant I, I... colony? I, I feel would... like I'm the ant colony. I would almost guarantee you that I'm whatever is more annoying. So you're saying you're the ant colony. <laughs> but I, think, I'm the, I don't feel like a prickly... Oh, well, maybe I'm a prickly tree. Mm, I, okay, everyone, I don't listen. think I'm prickly. Do you listen. think I'm prickly? I don't I think, think you're prickly. I think that I I'm am the a, queen of soy. I was going to say, I feel like I am a... So I must be the tree, but I must also be like one of those trees that like... every like That like... Um, it's like a hardy, prickly tree in the desert. I don't... I don't know what it's called, guys. Just Google it. it Google a- prickly tree with ant symbiosis. <laughs> Everyone is like a cactus. Maybe I might be wrong. <laughs> Listen, what if I'm not even right? And there's no prickly tree or ants that. It, there's live a really together. good possibility okay. that nothing we've said on this podcast is accurate. I'm as not, always. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a meteorologist, and I was talking about the weather. Um, and I'm not a scientist, and I was talking about trees and ants. And you are not Lin Manuel Miranda, and, and we did Miranda. way too much with Hamilton on and, here. Yeah, and I'm not Adele. So you are not. None of us are. It's a real, it's, okay. it's a real sad thing. All right, Ian, we have to say goodbye. Goodbye. You... Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> do I want to say? Do you want me to say it? Do I want you to say goodbye? I don't know. So we're gonna end it just like this. No. <laughs> I'll see you later, cool cats and dogs. <laughs> All right. Goodbye now. Bye. <laughs> Hello, it is the part of the podcast where you all come on and listen to me struggle to breathe for another five minutes. It's the collective reading. Aren't you happy? Um, it's that, but also you still have to listen to me struggle to breathe. I apologize. I don't apologize. <clears throat> My lungs apologize for offending us all. This week, the collective energy or this coming week that we're dealing with is the reverse emperor. This is card four and the major arcana. The emperor is very interesting. Um... Because the traditional meaning of it is something that I don't I don't I don't think applies super to the card anymore. Um, maybe in its like lowest form. In its highest form, 
The emperor is about stability and loyalty and firmness, and it has the energy of oak trees and oceans and canyons. It changes, but it changes slow. It's able to adapt, but it does so with the ability to stay very permanent. Sometimes I think of my husband's energy as very emperor-like, like slow to change, but so fucking dependable. And not slow to change as in he is so stubborn, but slow to change as in like he does change and he alters what he needs to, but he does so in a way that's so almost imperceptible that he is and has always been the person that I married. So it is very, very, it's like very, very, he's a good source of reliability for me. And I very much appreciate that. So the emperor, as we're moving through this next week, is a really special reminder to I'm honestly getting, I'm kind of getting like two different things here. And I think that's why the card is in reverse for this specifically is that it kind of has two different branches. The first branch is to trust that the things that need to be stable are stable, but be okay with the things that are shifting. Um, For example, um, and this is a personal example for me, I found out that a job I thought I was going to have for the next four to five years is ending. It's put me in a little bit of a rush to find a new job. Um, of course, my the job I'm going to be getting is still in nannying, but it is also a little bit scary and panic-inducing. Um, so as you're moving through change, the energy is to rely on what's reliable, find that peace and that stability and what is staying the same versus what is what is shifting. And that, and that shifting is okay and change is okay. And that the things that are going to be there, the pillars that you need are still going to be pillars. So not to draw on my own personal, my own per- I'm reading for myself, it's not for you. Um, but it is for you because things are changing. Things are rapidly changing very fast. We see that in the laws. We see that in the way that people are standing up more and more and more to challenge the status quo and to demand change. Things are changing, but there are also there's also such familiarity and reliability happening, things that we can kind of rest on as pillars for good. And I think finding those things is going to be really important as we kind of experience this change. The Emperor is a really beautiful card because it it challenges change and it challenges tradition and in a really beautiful way. It's these ram's heads. It's this fiery need to to embrace that change and know that the things that need to stay will stay and the things that need to go boop will go boop. Um so so kind of find that. Set that up in your life this coming week. If it if things start to feel frazzled. Put something on your list that you know will be there for you, whether it's something as simple as making a really big crockpot meal at the beginning of the week and then having like meal prep ready so that the one thing you know you don't have to deal with is dinner or cooking dinner and that it's reliable in there. That's a really good way to kind of like hang on to this energy. Another way would be to be could be asking somebody close to you like this is the biggest help you can give me this week as things kind of shift and go and go crazy. These are the things I need to guarantee get done. And then allow yourself to trust that person to help you get that shit done. So little things like that to big things like, you know, finding out your job is ending and needing to rely on the fact that you have always found a job and you always will and you can rely on yourself to big things like that. Not all of you will be losing your jobs. It's just me. Don't panic. Okay. Um, The other thing, um, that's the end of the collective reading. That's just... Uh, however, the other thing I want to talk about is that on this podcast, I will potentially be starting to introduce ads. This is something that I've dug my heels in about for a really long time because I am not a person who feels comfortable. I mean, just to be like really fucking vulnerable, it, I have, I'm not a person who feels comfortable doing anything that doesn't feel authentic 
And not that putting ads on your podcast shouldn't isn't authentic. I think it is. It is for so many people and anybody doing any kind of labor should should get paid to do that. I just, for some whatever reason, don't feel it applies to me. Um, but the real truth is that I would love to not have to nanny all the time. I would love to get, my dream is to be certified as a doula and to, and to work with birthing little humans, helping people birth their little humans. Um, I would love, I would love to not have to wake up at 530 and take my daughter out all day from her house and then get home after 730 and put her to bed late and then have to wake her up at five the next morning. It's getting harder and harder. She needs sleep and that's hard. And advertisements on the podcast, it, my podcast through you all, through you all has kind of grown to the point where me putting advertisements on the podcast could be beneficial. And that's not me saying I'm going to load each episode up with 10,000 ads. I'm not because I've only been offered. I only have the one option and um, right now, but the better a podcast does and the more people listen to those ads, the more people would potentially sponsor the podcast and put more ads on. And it might be a way for me to kind of provide for my family doing something I love. And that's going to irritate some people who already don't like me interjecting with current events. And I understand that. And it's one of the reasons that I've really dug my heels in for over for since the podcast became popular to a point that putting ads might be profitable for me. That's never been my ultimate goal with the podcast, but it is with this job change. It's kind of been um, maybe it's time, maybe. And it doesn't require anything from you. You don't, you do not owe me listening. You could skip past it. Um, it would just be a little ad in the middle of the podcast or right after current events, maybe. That's just like, hey, this is Spotify for podcasts. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, but my podcast has grown kind of to the point where I could potentially help my family out a lot and make things a little bit easier on myself, especially as we get to a point at the end of the year where we may not be able to afford to move to another house. We can't afford to buy a house yet, but we also can't afford maybe this house. So we don't know what we're going to do. And that's not sympathy or anything else. It's just this because of you all who listen and who love the podcast and for whatever reason, find anything that I have to say about tarot helpful, um, have made it maybe possible that I could help my family if I put advertisements on. And I've always wanted to do it in a way that felt authentic and not gross. So I'm trying to figure that out. It is scary for me. I really value you all and I value your time and your input and how you feel about the podcast and what this podcast does for you and how it helps you. And I never want to make it about, I never want it to be an ego project about me. I don't want it to feel cash grabby. I don't want it. I don't want to blast my Patreon. I don't and tell people to join it. I don't want to, I don't ever want it to feel icky to listen to. So that's my struggle. Um, but there might be advertisements. It might be it might be something that like could help me write a book on tarot or help me self-publish it because God knows I don't know how to query any like traditional publishers, but little things like that. Um, I appreciate you all. I love you all. I would I hope that you trust me to know that my entire heart is with tarot and this podcast and with delivering 
the most up-to-date information I can and teaching tarot in a way that is very like heart-based and trauma-informed. I'm not, and, and I'm also not a licensed therapist, but you know what I mean. Like I want it to be authentic and I want it to be something that helps and I don't want it to feel icky. So if you're hearing this and you're like, Jacqueline, it feels icky. I would love to hear constructive thoughts um, because it's not my intention, but it could also help even, you know, and it doesn't require anything but listening or even if you don't want to listen, you can just skip right through it. Um, but I do struggle with that. I struggle with the concept of that. So um, it my getting the podcast to a point where I could even consider putting ads on it and it being able to help my family in any way is I'm going to cry. I'm going to get emotional is honestly because of you guys and because of and it's not even like, listen, it's not even that it, it like it's just like because of you all and for the people that love the podcast or love to listen to me for some reason, I don't know, like it. It means a lot and I am so appreciative and it could marginally help make a little bit extra money. And that's very that's you. That's you guys. And that's amazing. So. But I love you all and I trust you all. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode with me and Ian. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast as a whole. And I'm Gabe is going to listen to this and be like, you literally talked for 20 minutes about nothing. And sorry, babe, I love you so much. <laughs> and I love you all. Thank you so much.